I really want uh, to be asked to be involved in the discussions, uh, to have have an opinion or have an idea regarding how we could uh, together solve this. Because I, I I really don't think that one company or one person or one instance can solve this. I think this is it's a matter of having collaboration between logistic companies, retailers, and the, the city to be able to do that. Welcome to The Boss Lady Speaks, everyone. My podcast is one that hosts thought leaders, change makers, and in general, people doing cool stuff around the world. I am Johanna Sawalha, your host. And with me today, I have Kevin Kviblov. He is the founder of Urbit. And, you know, Kevin, before we talk more about Urbit and you, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for being here. Secondly, my husband and I, my husband Ziad and I, we have a running list of industries industries we want to disrupt. So if we have a poor customer service experience or a poor user experience overall as just consumers and regular people, we pull up our little list and we add it there. And, you know, of course, uh, high on the list is transportation. Everything from flying and how we're these days treated on an airplane or in an airport uh, as a, as a customer, as a paying customer, and uh, all kinds, but but even also transport when it comes to goods, and that's where you come in, and that's why I wanted to talk because this interview, I'm two headed about this interview, Kevin. First of all, I uh, I think that the user experience, kind of ordering uh, some kind of delivery, uh, that whole that whole user experience is terrible, terrible. I have argued with one of my, uh, you know, vendors that deliver to me regularly. Like you may not come after eight thirty on a Sunday night, right? It's a school night. Kids are sleeping. You're waking them up, like ding dong on the door. Like no, but they keep doing it, right? That's just an example of like, it's not working. It's just not working. And then the other side of it, which we'll also talk about today, is. Uh, the environmental impact, that there's very little thought going into the impact of delivering goods here in Scandinavia, Europe, and the world at large. So I'm going to stop talking now because I want to go back a little bit and give me that, give me the impetus. What was that, the thing that had you start Urbit and give us a brief explanation of what it is. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, and uh, just to be clear, I wasn't the founder of the company. I actually started after a while uh, when the company needed some uh, help guidance going forward. But what triggered me was the actual uh, the topics you mentioned regarding customer experience, regarding not having a service that is adapted to my needs as a consumer. And this is something I expect from all other services out there, but uh, not uh, unfortunately the delivery companies, the majority doesn't uh, see it that way. 
So in short, Urbit is trying to um, simplify and enhance the experience on delivery, making sure that delivery service is on customer's terms and also making it as green as possible in our cities. Uh, our vision is to have a healthy cities. That means uh, less uh, air pollution, less noise pollution, and right. also less congestion. Mm. So, so tell us a little bit how uh, how it works because obviously you're also out to disrupt this industry. You've probably seen those Instagram or Board Panda, you know, threads where you see like one little ballpoint pen coming delivered in an Amazon box, yay big. <laughs> so you don't do that. How do you do it? Okay, I order my thing, and then what does Urbit do? Uh, basically, in short, we work as uh, the old school errand boys and errand girls. So uh, we haven't found anything new. We're just reusing, as our motto, uh, a great idea. It's basically that when you order a product online, we we work with those retailers and use their um, physical store network to mm-hmm. uh, ship from store, basically pick up in store and deliver to consumers. Mm-hmm. And this, we do, by doing this, we see that the actual distance between a consumer and the retailer is really short. And with short, I mean about one kilometers or one point five kilometers if the retailer has a, a big store network. So this uh, simplifies the process. This simplifies the process of packaging. You don't have any, you don't need any packaging, bubble wrapping, big Amazon boxes in that case. We basically take it in the store uh, bags and then deliver it by foot or public transportation to the consumer. Mm-hmm. So this makes it more cost efficiency, but also doesn't have any impact on the environment. But you don't have a big staff of these delivery people who do this. How does that work? Yeah, to to make sure that we minimize the cost associated with deliveries. This is something that both consumers are struggling with, but also retailers, especially given the cost of packaging, given the cost of the distance, the warehousing, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So we use a crowdsource model. Uh, basically, people that are uh, interested in uh, earning an extra money uh, apply for doing this kind of deliveries like errand boy or errand girl. And then we, through our app, they see deliveries, they can claim those deliveries, and they pick up and deliver and get feedback from customers and also from retailers regarding how the experience was. Uh, and, and you and I talked about that this is strictly then from a business to a consumer, because if it was a private person to a private person, you'd be the most popular in the Bitcoin world and in, in the underworld, wouldn't you? So I, I think that's how come you can stay on the up and up. Is that correct? Yeah, it's correct. But I think you, given that um, the biggest chunk of the deliveries today are from a business to consumer, mm-hmm. so we wanted to do as much impact as possible uh, right. to the environment. So uh, we chose to uh, address that need as in the first step. Mm-hmm. And after that, uh, yeah, we will, we will see what, which area we will attack. Are you pioneers in this? Is there anyone out there like you? Um, not that I know that there there are similar uh, solutions trying to do the same, basically doing ship from store, 
but uh, the competitor I see, they use still vans, motorbikes, etc., etc. We we don't use any vehicles at all. Uh, only public transportation and walking. In that case, that will actually make us kind of unique right now. That's amazing. So let's say I can picture someone who is registered with you, who is going to shop in a store anyway, and they're like, let's say if this store needs something delivered right now. They could they could shop and work at the same time. How do, how do you mean? I didn't, I didn't get that. Like, for example, I'm going to go to H&M and pick yeah. up you know, clothes for my kids, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen that often. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't buy a lot of retail uh, clothes I for also. my kids because I think there are sweatshops in parts of the world that we don't know about. Anyway, yeah. that's not this discussion. Yeah. But when and if I do, if I was over there and I was already registered with you, I could think, wait a minute, I'm here. Let's see if Urbit has some packages that needs to go from here to somewhere around. I could do both, right? Yeah, I could absolutely. be consuming and working at the same time. Absolutely. Uh, you could do that. You could just log in and see the deliveries from that area that is active right now and, uh, and actually the delivery address if that's where you are going uh, or in nearby and you can absolutely pick it up and do that and you will do both yourself and uh, your uh, your neighbor uh, favor by doing that well and also think about the social fabric i'm thinking that sometimes in the secondhand market um craigslist or Blocket in in sweden you know you sometimes form connections with these people i have this one guy that has kids just a little bit older than mine and i i just contacted him regularly like have they outgrown that bike what about that those skis because i know that he's like he needs to get rid of them at the perfect timing for you know my kids so so i'm thinking is there some other benefit as well like a private person actually delivering to another private person there's kind of a kind of a meeting there it is. We do, we do talk about that a lot, just pers- the human touch of delivery. Uh, and uh, even given that people are consuming more and more using uh, digital uh, products and the need of having the personal interaction is actually still there. You, you really need that. You like that. And we see that the feedbacks uh, when people are giving to our, our herbers, our delivery assistants, that they actually name them by actually use their names and was really pleasant and polite and Jack was etc. So they really appreciate the the actual personal touch and also that they, there is a service that's adapted for them and only for them. Mm. So yeah, there is a there is a need out there to have that interaction, not only uh, open the door and you see a wet uh, a wet box outside your door. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear last week there was there was a, a FedEx box that killed a little dog? Like they just tossed the box and I guess it was heavy and it killed the poor dog. <laughs> oh my god! Like, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. That, that's awful. Yeah, but you really—it's like, but it's not even like poor dog, right? And poor, mm. poor, poor uh, owners, but more—it just shows you like the carelessness. Mm. Just the carelessness. Mm. Um, okay, so let's switch over to the environmental issue here and the impact and how you really are going for disruption in regards to transport and the environment. Yeah, I think 
we tend to talk about the environment, the impact of this. I think people forget that there is also, besides the environment, it's a noise pollution, it's uh, all... Uh, it's also congestion, but also the the point you make regarding people throwing out uh, packages from cars and hitting dogs, and mm-hmm. I think this is all connected. Today's logistic company are really pressured by consumers, but also by retailers with really, mm-hmm. really uh, low prices at the same time that consumer wants the instant delivery, flexible delivery, deliveries every day, every hour, etc. So what that happened, to be able to do that, you have to have more cars out there to be able, half, half full cars, basically, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, when the price is such a, in this, such a low uh, area, because everybody wants the free shipping and there is nothing that is called free lunch, that right. means that the actual drivers that are getting hit by this is that they, have, they are under a lot of pressure to be able to do as many deliveries as possible in one hour, basically, to be able to get uh, the whole business model profitable. And then that kind of bad habits ha- happen that people throw out the uh, um, packages, the hitting dog, or just drive really, really fast within yeah. the areas that yeah. can hit the other pedestrians. So it's so many areas that is really being uh, affected and we don't tend to talk about it. But for in our case, when we talk about environmental impact, it just doesn't make sense to send products from from Gothenburg to Stockholm or from Berlin to Stockholm, wherever it is, when the retailer actually has invested a lot of money in stores, in the cities, close to their customers, where we can actually deliver by food and have it within one hour or the same day and right. act, and also be able to get it back uh, returns as uh, mm-hmm. fast as possible to be able to resell this so it doesn't make sense to continue the way we do no and i mean to your point as uh, you know uh, zappos and zalando's the free returns i mean that like you said that's not free and i think sometimes people get it they try it on and then you send it back because it didn't they didn't feel the cost of course mm-hmm. there's a cost but you don't i lost the sound uh my husband and i talk a lot about this how can you hear me okay let's see no it's you're breaking up all right very good i'm breaking up um my husband and i talk a lot about this how uh the other day, he was um, ordered an item. <clears throat> My husband had ordered an item in China. No, in India. Mm-hmm. Sourced in India. So he ordered an item online. He sees that it's sourced in India. I think it was like a small, some kind of small tech item. They tried to deliver it. I think they like tried once, didn't leave a note, nothing. And then he sees later in the, when he tracked the package that, oh yeah, we didn't get a response. So we sent it back to India. <laughs> I mean. Oh my God. Right? The lunacy. Yeah. That is crazy, right? That is just crazy. So to your point, to your point. Uh, yeah. So to the, I want to talk about. Um, so regard, just regarding that, just yeah. to highlight the, uh, the benefits of the service that we are providing is that today we have 99.1% first attempt success for deliveries. Wow. 
And the question is, is this a bogus number? How can it be? Right. What are you doing? But it's really actually really simple. Given that our deliveries are same-day deliveries or instant delivery, that makes that the actual uh, everyday life of consumer doesn't change. Because if you are waiting for delivery in four or five days, things happen and you're not there and you cannot take it. So same-day delivery. The second one is that regarding the... The, our herbers get personal feedback like eBay drivers, like eBay you send. So they are really keen to make sure that this works as uh, well as possible. And on the same time, given that they have a direct contact with the receiver, so they can text message call each other, they can make sure that they meet in the, in the right place to make sure that the transaction actually happens. It could be that the consumer isn't there. Uh, and they said, I will be five minutes late. Can you wait? No problem. They solved that, etc. Right. That also builds up to that. And at the end, given that the consumer uh, is in the driving seats here and actually decides which day, which, the, uh, uh, which clock they want, to, they want to have the deliveries, the deliveries are on their terms, then right. the incentivement of the of the receiver is higher because I chose the day, I chose the time, so I will be probably be there. So okay. all those th- things together builds up this high number of ninety nine point one percent. This is so great. Other, you know, uh, unlike, unlike when they tell you, yeah, you just have to be home between like nine and five on a Monday to receive this. <laughs> like, like, no one's home at that time, no, right? It would work. And, and yeah, when you yeah. get that kind of, it's, it's a human behavior. When somebody tells you what you do, yeah. you become like a child. Like, I don't want to be home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, Even if you are home, you're like, no, nope, yeah. no. Nope, yeah, instinct, you go to that. I don't want to do that. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. And that's, that's also something, that's just psychology. You cannot force yeah. people to just adapt according to your needs and then you will get something back on that. And that will be, I, well, I won't be there, so yeah. good luck. You, tri- you trigger that rebel response. Like, nope, I don't want to and you can't make me. Yeah, I, I don't pay <laughs> for this either, so it yeah. doesn't cost me. So <laughs> yeah. you get what um, you pay for. God. Yeah. Okay, so tell me, uh, you and I spoke a little bit about this previously. <clears throat> also what happens within the companies. So now there's a lot of requirements around being environmental and a lot, a lot more laws are coming into place and checks. And, uh, but you told me that you have the department in a company, a sizable company, uh, they are uh, at odds with each other. So let's call it the sustainability department also marketing department right because it is a marketing tool also these days to be green and environmental not only but it does help uh are there at odds with the shipping department because the shipping department is told to drive down cost you know at all costs drive down cost sustainability department says uh not at all cost it can't be costs on the environment so how how does that work? I think this is a general problem in many companies that uh, people don't people tend to forget that what gets measured gets done and gets improved. And when you have a different kind of uh, you have different organization working in silos and they have their own metrics. So in this case, the logistic uh, organization will get a KPI that says uh, reduce the number of the deli- uh, the cost of deliveries and making sure that nothing goes wrong. Uh, 
Right. And then you have uh, uh, the marketing the department. They have a conversion as a really high target to be able to convert. They say free shipping. God. And yeah. then you have the then then you have the sustainable sustainability organization, and they say, all right, we need to be more green out there. Uh, how do we do that? And these they don't have a uh, one um, one KPI that goes through the whole company. So the logistic company uh, logistic organization will continue um, improving their KPIs, and this is as low cost as possible. And conversion team will start saying free shipping all the time, free returns all the time, and yeah. that will drive a lot of bad behavior, et cetera, et cetera. And it's really hard to come in there and, and when the company says that we are actually investing in this and you ask, okay, what are your KPIs through your companies? And they don't have it. Uh, explain to our viewers and listeners what KPI is. It's a key, uh, what's it called? <laughs> uh, key metrics that you measure your performance in an organization mm. is basically that you want to you want to see the value of that organization and you measure mm. it constantly to improve that right, right. key performance that, key performance indicators right and and as we know the problem <clears throat> the problem is is that the environmental um, value and cost let's call it can mostly only be measured over time. Mm. It is not instant. You can't see it in a week. You can't use, but well, now you almost can. It's starting to accelerate so fast. We're yeah. starting to see, but, but this is why we can't, we, again, we can't feel it. We can't see it. And we push it ahead of us, don't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do that. And I think as soon as we come in and discuss uh, this, they don't have any, any measurement for it. They have a lot of activities, strategic uh, pillars, but they actually don't have any real activities to do that. And at the same time, they are struggling. Many retailers are struggling with their uh, bottom line and trying to do a lot of short-term activities right now. And uh, we are not a short-term activities. Uh, we, there is need and investment, and there is need to be able to work with this for a longer time. And so who are the bad guys in this? Are there any bad guys? Like, are there any, any ones that are prof knowingly profiting off of this? Or is it just that everybody is just in their own squeeze and they don't want to think about it? I don't think... Uh, something I learned at, when I worked at eBay was people are basically good. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I do believe that. And I see that people really want to do an impact and do... Mm -hmm. at, the, at the end of the day... They are at the work. They have their uh, their KPIs, their bonuses, and they have mm -hmm. uh, their salary, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they continue to go back to behaviors. I, I say it, it's similar to to wanting to live healthy. You want to train, and you want that. I know everybody wants that. Everybody has their uh, uh, New Year's uh, resolution, etc. And they really mean that when they say that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, after a couple of weeks, uh, when the everyday life kicks uh, kicks uh, in, and you just slowly fade and start uh, forgetting that, and then you go back to your old routines. And this yeah. is, I think, the old routine is the the problem here. That uh, the openness to willing to change something, mm -hmm. small step, and mm -hmm. then you will see the impact of it later. You want to see mm -hmm. the impact today, so you go to the gym five days a week and you don't see any impact and say, ah, this wasn't for me and you give up. And I think that's the same, same problem here. The commitment sounds similar to people getting married. 
everybody yeah. means it when they say I do. Absolutely. And then 60% change their mind. Right? Yeah. So, so long term commitment, it is not easy, but it gets easier if you have people who are actually making it easier for you, for yes. example, uh, in your case, in your company, right? Yeah. So, um, so then I want to ask you because people will want to know what can they do? I know we have the usual, you know, recycle and da da da. Mm -hmm. But what what would you, what would you say? Because you told me that sometimes we take on this environmental sustainability issue in a too big of a fashion. What are the small incremental steps we can take? I think one small step is that we start talking about and asking it from retailers and mm -hmm. just asking for transparency. So, all right, this is free, but what? how much does it actually cost? Yeah. Uh, all right, how long distance is this traveling? What does it mean in terms of returns, etc., etc.? How much packaging are you using? How much air are you putting in the package before, etc.? Transparency, so you can see the problem. It's really hard to understand the problem or having an opinion regarding to solving the problem if you don't see it, if you don't know about it. So transparency, asking for transparency here, I think it's key to understand. All right, who's actually doing something? What is the impact, etc.? And it's not transparent right today. I think it's becoming more and more transparent, uh, but still the end consumer doesn't see or understand the impact of their uh, decisions. Right. So transparency in this case. And perhaps even asking if what uh, transport companies they use mm -hmm. and may maybe having a choice. Sometimes I know you can choose it online when you order, which one do you want it delivered by? Uh, and if consumers ask more and more for the same, you know, uh, delivery service, mm -hmm. probably the merchants would come to say you and ask for you. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's I become, in this case, we have, in this uh, scenario, we have come uh, far in, in Sweden because as soon as you purchase something online, you can see different kind of logistic companies and you can actually choose between them. And still, there is a, there is a lack of a, um, understanding of what is the difference between them, and who's actually green and who's pretending to be green. Uh, and uh, but if you purchase something, for example, in those markets that we are active in, uh, London and uh, Paris, you you don't always see the logistic company. You see same day delivery, next day delivery, and you don't know who's actually doing that. Right. So you have no transparency regarding can I choose a greener solution or. You just have to trust the retailer in that case. So I think that would be great if more and more could actually give the option to the retail, uh, to consumer. What do you want to choose? Do you want a green or not green? Do you want a FedEx or UPS or Urbit or whatever it is? And also, uh, but the, this is this is how we vote with our money. How mm -hmm. we vote with our dollars is you say, I, I'll shop if. I'll shop if you use a green delivery service. Mm -hmm. I want to know, before we wrap up today, I want to know what your big vision is, Kevin. Uh, yeah, people talk about big vision. I think my big vision is really, really to do an impact in this area, the logistics, to actually show that there is other ways to solve this problem. You don't have... 
people tend to uh, wanting to show their uh, uh, intelligence by overdoing things, overcomplicated. That's just something people do. But there are simple ways to do this. And I really want to show that we can, in effect, do an impact on that within this area and on the uh, and with that also make our cities uh, just healthier because people are living in the cities, more important people are moving to the cities and we cannot continue like this. It's just just not sustainable at all. And I also asked you, who would you like to sit down and talk to and power with and figure this out with? And you mentioned Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London. Yeah, and I think he's doing uh, he's doing extremely well work in London. He's being bold and uh, implementing rules or regulation regarding how to reduce uh, congestion and noise and also uh, air pollution within the London area. I would love to sit down with him to just understand his uh, thoughts and and plans going forward. But also, I really want. The, to be asked to be involved in the discussions, uh, to have have an opinion or have an idea regarding how we could uh, together solve this, because I, I I really don't think that one company or one person or one instance can solve this. I think this is it's a matter of having collaboration between logistic companies, retailers, and the, the city to be able to do that. Otherwise, but you have been in contact with his team, though, haven't you? You just haven't sat down with him. Yeah, we have been in contact with him. I think he, I, I believe he knows about Urbit and he knows about what we are doing. And then uh, I really want just to take it further, that discussion. Is there anything we can do together? If there is anything we can contribute in those discussions, etc. Well, the boss lady speaks, likes to hear those specifics because I like to put people together. So, of course, now, uh, Mayor, Mayor Khan, I'm coming for you. Uh, so we can have a discussion. We talked about uh, City Khan. We talked about the mayor of Paris. Uh, I have a mayor on next week uh, or in the next few weeks uh, in the U.S. So maybe we'll have a mayoral meeting. And then you, you'll be a part of it, too, obviously, to talk about this. That'd be fun. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to lobby that. How is that? So that so sounds great. It'd be fun, right? It'd yeah, be super absolutely. Fun. So that's on my list. That is on my list, Kevin. Thank Anything you. Else you want to? Yeah, you're welcome. Oh. Uh, well, I didn't say I did it yet, but you know, I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty persistent, uh, uh, as I guess my uh, get my guests. In, in fact, I had some big hoo ha a while ago who asked me bluntly, "How did you get me?" No one gets an interview with me. I don't have time. I don't give them. How did you do it? I said. I know, I just did it. Like, if I want it, I'm going to get it. So we shall see. We shall see. Uh, anything you want to say in closing? Anything you want to leave our viewers and listeners with? Uh, I really I really want uh, the viewers to just have this on the, the back of their head. The next time they're buying the Christmas gift or shopping online or Black Friday uh, stress, that they stop and think, who will be affected by this? Uh, who is affected? Is it the environment? Is it the poor delivery guy that is uh, working late, et cetera, et cetera? So I think uh, that would be my thing that just reflect because uh, at, we don't learn from experience because we just learn from uh, reflecting on our experience. I, I read that for a while ago, and I think that's so true. And we need to, from time to just stop and reflect. And understand what am I 
doing today and how will this affect uh, me or other people or the future? So conscious choices all down the line, yeah? Yes. Hmm. Kevin Kvibblad, um, running Urbit out of uh, the headquarters in Stockholm, also uh, present in London and Lyon, you just opened in? London, Paris, Lyon and Gothenburg. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Uh, more to come. Thank you so much for taking the time to um, talk with me today. And thank you for having me. If you liked this episode of The Boss Lady Speaks and if it helped you, make sure to subscribe to get more episodes like these and do share them with others.
Let's just practice one more time, okay? So you have it in you. Every day in every way. Life is getting better and better and better. I'm Coach Joe, Johanna Sawala. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.